you, Rob. Thank you for that word. Thank you, everyone else, for sharing. It's going to be a morning where you're really involved, so I hope you came kind of like ready to participate. Um, and I haven't just done that because I've, this is the third time of speaking this weekend, and I'm at the point where I'm fed up with my own voice. Um, <laughs> that is not true. But I did say to you um, that today, when I or the next time I spoke, when because I've been doing a series on fasting, that we would have some discussion in the series in the in the session. So um, because we've been doing this 21 days of prayer and fasting, um, so we are going to do some discussion and talk about various things, and I'll tell you what those are going to be. There's going to be some time for testimony as well, because I absolutely believe that things will have shifted over these 21 days, and so I want to give some time for testimony, and um, I want to give some time for us to share at the very end of this morning what we feel God has been saying about the three specific areas that we've been praying into, and if you forgot what those are, I have brought some of these um, with us and if you haven't got one of these um take one because you know just because 21 days are over don't keep stop praying for the things that we've been praying for because you know we keep praying until we see answers you know that's that's what we do or until god says you don't need to pray for that anymore that's that's the only times you stop praying for something um i mean we always say to people who we're praying for um for to do with sickness and um illness is we pray we will pray for you until you are healed until you die and go to be with him, or you, until you tell us you don't want us to pray for you in this manner anymore. But our commitment is we will keep on praying and um, until we do. And I think, you know, we, we need to do that with, with these things uh, that we, you know, that we don't just want to go, well, we've had 21 days and we'll just leave it there. Unless God says stop praying. Um, so, sorry, that was, a, that was a freebie. That was a little Liz. I jumped on a, uh, on a pedestal there, didn't I? Um, I didn't mean to, but it, it just happened. It, it's a, a, I feel like once you start um, preaching and talking at the front, it's, it's a hazard, isn't it, that you kind of jump on pedestals when you're not meant to. Um, okay, I'm back off it again. <laughs> so, um, just a reminder to, would you mind just putting up the first slide? Because I just want to remind people what we actually talked about in the last two times I talked, because I know there's been a big gap. Um, so, yes, I'm talking about fasting, but the next slide, um, the four things that I particularly talked about in the two weeks that I spoke were about amplifying our prayers, increasing our holiness, focusing our attention on God, and identifying with the poor. Those are the four reasons why we fast. I'm not saying that they're the only reasons that we fast, but they're the four reasons that I particularly focused, focused on. Um, and I hope that over the time of fasting, you've kind of thought about those four reasons um, and helped it reorientate your, your fasting. Because we're not hunger striking and we're not saying, you know, God, I'm not going to eat until you do it. That isn't because we have a good father. We, we don't have that's not where this this come from. Fasting is because it really helps us. It really helps our prayers be amplified. It really helps us to walk in holiness. I've heard a number of people to say, you know, when I'm fasting, I feel um, more self-controlled in other areas of my life. So if you're struggling in some area of your life, whatever it is, be it, you know, overeating issues with stuff on the computer, whatever it is, fast more. It helps you gain self-control. Um, focusing our attention on God, it, it focuses. I don't know about you, but, you know, every time I've been hungry, it's just like a reminder. You know, every time my stomach's gone, <laughs> you know, which it does. We were, she and I, 
go. I don't know why, but Stuart and I started watching this television program called Lessons in Chemistry, which is about chemistry, but actually it's about this lady who is a chemist who goes on and does this TV show. It's really good, and I highly recommend the show. Um, it's quite it's quite gripping. Um, but she, she starts cooking all these messy meals, and my stomach was like... <laughs> so, but as that happens, you kind of go, God, I love you. You know, I, I'm doing this because I want that deeper connection in you. So it, it focuses our attention on him. Um, and it does remind us, you know... I, I, there were some days when I was like, oh, I really, you know, I, I love breakfast. And I, I don't have anything exciting for breakfast. I just, you know, like some cereal or some a bowl of porridge. And um, I, I, I can't be bothered with things like quick breakfast. And I don't even have croissants and stuff. I just I really, you know, fruit, fruit and some sort of cereals is all I kind of have. And I really, you know, one, you know, one morning I got up and I was just like, oh, I would just love to have a bowl of porridge today. And then I thought, you know, actually, two-thirds of the world and even 4.5 million children in our country are getting up this morning and not eating. And I don't, you know, kids are going to school hungry in two-thirds of our world. And it reminds you, doesn't it? And it turns your heart to praying, praying for, for people in that situation. So that's the reminder about why what fasting does um, um but we are still in the 21 days of fasting you know i don't want us to think that it's over yet it's not technically over until uh, well tuesday evening um <laughs> no <laughs> no not until the fat lady sings until the 21 21 days i mean who are you going to say is the fat lady that needs to sing Stuart? <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i don't think that's the, the reason 21 days is over on on tuesday but you know it is meant to be part of our life the first verse that came off on my powerpoint was the verse from matthew 6 that talks about when you fast just as you know giving and praying are meant to be part of our lives. They're not things we should do. They're just things that flow out of us as a result of our walk with Jesus. That, you know, we can't help but be generous. We can't help. But, you know, I mean, you know, I always think people who get really hung up on tithing, I'm like, guys, you know, like we've lived lives of generosity. Like, you know, just it all belongs to him. Like, it, you know, 10% is a minimum of what we should be giving. Let's just, you know, let it flow. Let it let it flow, you know, even if you don't have much, it doesn't, you know, just let it flow. And it's the same with prayer and, and fasting. Like, these things are, are just part of our DNA as children of, of God. It's, it's, it's a when, it's not a should, it's not a must, it's a, it's a when, when we do it. So fasting, you know, isn't reserved for these special times of prayer and fasting. It's not like, oh, we've done our 21 days this year. Hallelujah, I can eat steak for the rest of the year. Porridge every morning. No, it's like this is this is this is the DNA of who we are. Let's let's keep on on doing it. I think one of the nice things about doing it together as a church is then, you know, we can talk about it because normally when I fast I don't obviously let anybody know but I mean obviously Stuart knows because he lives in my house and he knows if I'm not eating and I know if he's yeah, and, and vice versa. But, you know, generally speaking, I don't tell anybody, but it's been quite nice sharing stories with, with people about how they've kind of coped with the fasting and little tips and stuff, and we're going to do that in a bit and share, share some more wisdom across. Um, but I hope you have found it a benefit. So what I want to stop and do now is I want to give you opportunity to share some testimonies of things that you've seen shift or you felt shift, you know, you might, some of them you might not have actually seen the answer yet, but you just know that something, something's changed in the time that we've been praying over these 21 days. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to come and share 
I'll start with giving you my, well, my personal one, which some of you already know because you've asked me about it, and I'm really thankful that you know, you're such a lovely church family that you follow up on things. Um, I told you last Sunday that um, my prayer was that I would actually see the consultant on Monday for my feet. And I did actually see the consultant on Monday for my feet, which is miraculous in itself. This is an appointment that's been moved seven times, and I was meant to see him in October. So, you know, that was miraculous in, it, in, in itself. I saw him on Monday, and, I mean, he's a really, really nice guy, and, you know, we had a, a really sweet chat. And, um, but my next step is to have a CT scan, and then probably I'm going to need surgery on both of my feet. Um, and I'm at the point where I'm just like, Lord, I want it healed. I don't mind whether you do that miraculously or whether that happens surgically. There's no second class healing. You know, just I, I, I want to walk again after 18 months of struggling to walk. And um, so I said to him, well, how quickly can we do that? You know, I was like ready to sign up on the dotted line and have it done with it. That's it. I know that that's not how the NHS works. And um, he said, no, unfortunately, we have to do a CT scan first and then we'll have to see back the clinic you and then we'll do the surgery and he goes I would hope maybe we would get that done before Easter and I thought oh dear you know on the basis that the guy said in September I will see you end of October I'm thinking now he's telling me I've got to go through all these hoops and he's saying Easter and I'm thinking does he mean Easter next year um, so my faith level about how quickly this would ha all happen was very very low um, so I thought it would be a positive appointment. I was kind of right. So all week I've been like just saying to God, you know, will you bring that CT appointment? Knowing that last time I, I needed a CT, it took quite a few weeks to get the appointment, and then it took another few weeks to actually have the, um, you know, for the appointment letter to come through, and then a few weeks from then for the actual appointment, and then the results, and blah, blah, blah. Um, well, on Friday, I get all my things electronically from the NHS. My phone pings, and I saw it was a letter from the NHS. And I thought, oh, no, what is this? Is this telling me, you know, I'm going to see the consultant next June or something? And um, it was my appointment for the CT scan, which is happening on Wednesday, which just is incredible at some community centre that I didn't even know. I don't know whether it's a mobile CT scan, but I said to Stuart, I will go to a mud hut. I do not care as long as they scan my feet. Um, so I'm just so amazed at the quickness that this week things have happened, um, you know, so much quicker than they have for the last 18 months. And so I'm just praying that that continues and that I get my scan and that then we can move forward with the operation. So I, I'm really pleased. So what about you? What's happened that you felt a shift in or that you felt God has been doing over these 21 days of fasting? Come and share. Or you can shout it out from there, but it is quite nice if you do it through the mic. So I'll have to run to you, which, since you know I don't walk very well, the running bit is difficult for me. So it'd be nice if you ran to me. Come, come and share. What do you feel God has done over these last 21 days? I think for me, um, yeah, it was more, I was actually thinking things through more because you're constantly thinking, you're about to grab something and you're like, oh no, I'm past them. Um, so you're constantly being aware of like making a deliberate choice. So then I find that you're actually becoming more disciplined in other areas because you're constantly alert for not eating. So then it's like suddenly you're thinking through other choices more than you would normally. Um, I think for me as well, um, 
like what you said, Anna, about challenges, that's definitely come up. Like it's almost exposed, like, okay, this area needs more work on. Like for me, it exposed like that actually I need to do a bit of work more financially, like learning to trust and um yeah, relying on him. I find it easy to believe for the healings and miracles and signs of wonders, but for finances that's something I really struggle with and I think he revealed that in a whole new way through the hard challenges. Um so it's like, okay, Danielle, you need to look at this. Um so for me that's what that was. It was just let's go deeper. <laughs> Um, particularly the first time, I really felt like a renewed sense of intimacy with God, um, which is great. And also my mum, who's been waiting for a long time for an appointment for surgery as well, she actually had it now, she had it on Friday. Um, so yeah, really thank God for that. And um, she's just resting now. You, he's on the floor. <laughs> but you prayed for my son from the beginning, who is an addict, because we're a family, I can tell you that. And uh, we've been struggling for 30 years. And uh, at Christmas, he came and stayed for three days. And the first two days were wonderful. But then the second, the third, it's very difficult to merge two worlds. And the world didn't mix. Um, so he left and he'd said some really, really hard things and he was really upset. Um, I'll not share what he said because I probably won't be able to say it. Um, but, you know, it was like barriers. Like I said, oh, yeah. He said, he hasn't been for a while. He said, he looked really good. He said, sometimes he looks really bad, <laughs> which I know. And he said, and he was talking about rehab. Do you know? I, it was like this sword came out of my heart. And again, there was faith. I could rise my faith up above. And God said at the beginning of the year, I think I shared it one Sunday, that my expectation had to be higher than my reality. And sometimes that's really hard in, in this situation. So, because I see him, I try to see him often. different things so father we pray we pray that adrian would do the rehab that it wouldn't just be talk but that it would be an actual stepping into doing that and we so we just stand in agreement with viv and les for their heart's desire for their son to come completely free of drugs and to have the call on his life that you placed on him as a child 
to um, be fulfilled as an adult. So we just stand in agreement with them, Lord, and we carry their arms when they have moments of hopelessness um, and say, we'll be the people of hope who stand with you, believing that Adrian's going to come through. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Anybody else want to share? I don't want to rush on if anybody else. I know for me, for some of the things that we've been praying for each week, like I, ha- I know we haven't seen like direct answers yet, but I, I, like I felt there's been like a shifting in the heavenly realms for them. I, you know, I, I think one of the things that I sometimes visually do when I'm praying and I'm feeling a bit like, is this making any difference? Is, well, I do two things. Is I sometimes see that bowl you know, that it talks about in heaven, being filled up with our prayers and then eventually coming to like a tipping point. Or I see it like in the second heavenly realm where the angelic and the demonic are kind of battling that, you know, as we pray, we're giving arrows to the angelic. And, and so we're filling up their quivers as we're praying. And so it, it, it means that they, the battle gets tipped towards, towards them. And we know ultimately, obviously, that it's won and it's done and everything else, but, you know, where we're at at this moment. Yes. Oh. And it just occurred to me as, as you, were, you were thinking, uh, one of the things that I've heard people talk about is, is, you know, when you pray to try and move the, the, the 5,000 ton stone, nothing moves. But you turn around and the 100-ton stone does move. Um, and one of the things I guess we've been uh, praying and fasting about is property. And yet, we know, we haven't, I haven't seen, I'm not aware that somebody's phoned you and said, oh, you know, we'd like to give you the keys to this, you know, 2,000-square-meter uh, property with Wi-Fi enabled... <laughs> But one of one of the, the, the stories um, I, just occurred to me is is that a good friend Dave has been in the process of moving uh, in Devon, um, and he messaged me uh, last week just to say, uh, you know, he'd had one hold up after another, um, and the latest one was uh, some problems with um, somebody acting as a guarantor for his mortgage, and he was about to pull out. And he was kind of thinking, oh, no, the, the whole thing's just going to fall apart. And I said, well, I'll pray. Uh, you know, meet with him, meet with this guy tomorrow. I'll pray. Uh, and, and I guarantee you'll see a shift in the atmosphere. And he messaged me the next day and said, we've met. Everything's completely different. It's going ahead. Mortgage has been released. Uh, my, my son and, and daughter-in-law um, uh, are having to relocate for his job, so move from Dorchester up to the Midlands. Um, and there's not a lot of property that's available for rental. And, you know, they're getting snapped up and, and, and you know, they need something which would be suitable because they've got a one-year-old. One um, and we prayed and they found a place, but, you know, the, it needed to happen in, in, in a particular time frame. And again, we just heard a week or so ago that uh, they got the contract and they went up this weekend to pick up the keys for their new beautiful house uh, in Stourbridge. So that's great for us because they're not going to be nine hours away. (laughs) They're only going to be about two and a half hours away. So I'm seeing breakthrough around property 
because we've been praying and fasting about this 5,000 ton stone. So it is going to go. It is going to go. Pray. Now you're seeing that, those answers into our property situation. So, So Jesus, do it again. Testimony is an invitation for you to do it again. Testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So I just release... Uh, an elevation of expectation and hope and faith in the room for us to see your goodness looking like something tangible while we still have heartbeats and are breathing. And this year would be great. This, this financial year would be even better. Yeah. And, and that, yeah, there is, there is a knock at the door, uh, a message uh, uh, in, in someone's inbox uh, that that there's a place, yeah, somewhere there's a place for us. I'm not going to sing, but so that's that's my declaration. Somewhere there's a place for us. You know where it is. Release it to us now in Jesus' name. Thank you, John. Wonderful. Okay, so um, we're going to move on and talk about, discuss fasting in a, in a moment. But I remember um, the first week, Anna, you asked a really good question about how do we stop fasting becoming a, a religious activity and how do we keep it about our relationship? And it was a good question, and I don't know that I answered it very well in the first question, first in that first session. Um, but I came across these these questions. Um, let's see, if you pop them up on the... That I thought actually were quite... a um, quite helpful in kind of working that out. So the first one, is the desire to fast God-given? Now, I don't think if the answer to that is no, we kind of go, oh, well, I'm not going to fast then. Any more than we kind of go, if my, is my desire to pray or give God-given? We go, no, we're not going to do it. What we do is we ask God to change our heart. We ask God, God, will you change my heart so that I do have the desire to do this? Um, are my motives right? In other words, I'm not doing it to impress somebody. Because, you know, we can, we can get into doing that, can't we? That we do Christian things. And we don't want to be like the, um, in Matthew 6, when Jesus talks about when you fast, he basically says, don't fast like the Pharisees. And what they were doing was kind of making sure everybody knew they were fasting and um, kind of so they could talk up the religious points. So I think that's another way we make sure that we don't, we're not getting into that re- religious fasting, but we're doing it out of relationship. What are your motives? You know, are you doing it for personal consecration or intercession or a mix of both of those things? I think, you know, both those are great reasons, but just checking out again what your motives are. Um, Is my desire for personal blessing balanced by genuine concern for others? Because I think, you know, if all our fasting is about basically give me stuff, God, make my prayers answered, then it's a very selfish place to fast fast from and we're probably not going to see God's real blessing in it but actually if our you know it's not wrong to pray for our personal things as Stuart said earlier he absolutely is concerned about everything that concerns us but if we're stuck up in our own world well we're actually probably being a wee bit of a victim for a start we we want to be focused out as well you know for God so loved the world you know we're meant to be focused on 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 more than just us um and The fifth question, am I determined to minister to the Lord in this fast? So that idea that, you know, I'm wanting to, during this time, 
really connect with God, really minister to him, really, you know, please his heart during, during this, this time of fasting. So I thought they were great questions. So I'm just sharing you with them. You can take them or leave them. But I thought they were helpful in just checking out, like, am I doing a, you know, am I getting into kind of religious fasting? And I think that is an issue for all of us when you're wanting to do something regularly and it'd be part of your regular walk with God. How do we kind of keep it so that we don't um, do, do a religious thing, but we do we make sure it, it stays about our relationship. Okay, so what I want you to do is in, in a moment, we're going to get into groups and we're going to discuss how we have found the fast so far. Um, it's not over yet. And are you finding it helpful in amplifying your prayers, increasing your holiness, focusing your attention on God, identifying with the poor? So um, those are going to come up on the screen. There's a, a ne the next slide, Stuart. And then... I want you to chat about what have you found helpful in fasting and what have you found hard in fasting? So, you know, be honest, share, you know, if you've been like, well, actually, I, I haven't even managed to miss a meal over the, you know, just be honest. Let's, let's be real with each other. If you're like, you know, I started fasting, I thought I'll do all day and I got to 11 o'clock and I was chucking into everything in my cupboard. Be real, you know, and ask somebody else, well, how did you overcome that? How did you manage to not eat everything that was in your cupboard at 11 o'clock in the morning? Or, you know, maybe 7 o'clock in the morning, depending on what time you got up. And uh, let's, you know, let's be honest and real, because I know, you know, Viv and I were in the car on um, Friday. We were driving to a Sozo day, and we were just chatting about how we found it. And I found that really helpful to hear, like, you know, how Viv was, was doing and the things that she'd done during the week to kind of, um, keep herself going in the fasting and um, and and also the, just how we manage some practical things um, in that so let's let's get into groups um, you can you're all adults so you choose what groups you want to get into um, and chat about this for a few minutes and then we'll pull, pull it together and see what we we think <laughs> I was just sharing that I um, managed to do 10 days I couldn't not have food completely for a whole day because I I'm on um, new medication, so it would make me feel funny. But I decided that I'm a, I think I've realized I'm quite addicted to crisps. And I like the crunch, the salt, the everything about them, oh, honestly. <laughs> so they're my, they're my weakness. And I was like, Lord, I'm going to stop eating crisps for 21 days. <laughs> and I got to share, and I got to about day 10. And then I just failed miserably. And I just had the best bag of crisps I've ever had. But, <laughs> but um, as, I was, as I was doing the fast, it really, it did bring, it just brings such clarity and clearness mm. in the spirit. And it's like, I, it just sharpens me up so much. And yeah. although I didn't do the no food completely, so I didn't feel overly tired and stuff like that, but it, it definitely sharpened up and, and brought some clearness and stuff. My hair got clearer. Wow, that's really, really helpful. Okay, now I really fancy a bag of crisps. But anyway. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. La, 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 la. <laughs> it just reminded me. So back at home, we have these uh, Tito crisps. Um, and they're the best. And uh, turkey and stuffing crisps they are. So the first day of the fast, this box arrives at my door. My mum had got me this late Christmas present and it was a big box of this turkey and stuff and crisps. <laughs> so I thought, I must bring you a packet with us. <laughs> okay, anything else? Anybody shares things that you found easy, hard? Anything, tips, tips for other people? Be <laughs> a
I, I feel like you're being volunteer, volunteered here. So, go on, Stephanie. There must be something that you. <laughs> I just said that um, fasting is not easy. It's difficult. It, I think, it's easier when you don't even have children. You know, because the time you want to pray is the time you hear mommy and. I don't know. I can't just wait for them to just grow. You know, I I I want to, I want to have that quiet time. I want to just be, but it doesn't really work. Yes, it, it doesn't really work. And then the, it's just us three of them we have in the house. Yeah. Uh, so it's then uh, when you're at work and you have to do a lot of a lot of things. Yes. The working and everything just kind of sap you off your energy, and you just want to. Just stop. Yeah. But I don't know. I was saying that in Nigeria, you don't uh, you don't take anything while fasting. To, to to be sincere, let me just confess this. When I came in this morning, and I saw a lot of people with cup of tea, everything. I, I was like, wow. In Nigeria, you're not fasting. You're doing that. Oh, is that right? Yes, you don't take anything. You go dry without water, anything. You go with everything. So if it ceases to cease, that is how it's done. That wow. was how we're brought up. That is how we have been doing it. Oh, but um, that, that's in the years, exposure, everything is coming up, and people know that okay, your kidney need water. You have to take, and even the water, you don't just go taking the water. You know, you just take a little to just wow. start up again and all that. But so far, it has been good. Uh, it's a refreshing time. Personally, I had at times that uh, a lot of things have been upsetting me and all that. And during the fasting, after praying, if I want to get angry, then I just remember that I'm in that state where I have to just do a little bit more of consecration and just let some stuff go. I wish it can continue that way, but you know, like yesterday, I was telling my husband, I was craving six different meals. <laughs> you know, if not for the fasting, I would do that in two, three days. Yeah. But with the fasting, it's going to take me six days, and before then, all the cravings would have gone, but it's not easy to just go. <laughs> I think the first thing I want to say is fasting is basically about you. Mm. Now, sometimes when you make comparisons, you may miss out and you may feel out of place. Yeah. It's between you and God. Yeah. If my capacity takes me to a denial to 12 noon, I'm fine. Yeah. Some other time I can go to do 3 p.m., some other time I can go to 6 p.m., some other time I can go 24 hours. Mm. If it's about you, if I feel like taking a cup of water in between, it's about me and God. Yeah. What I am actually longing for, what I want to achieve, what I'm hoping for, it's about me. And so sometimes when you make comparison or you are with others, it causes you to be distracted and yeah. lose focus. And probably you actually want to weigh yourself down and feel like, oh, I've missed it. I've messed up. Yeah. But if you know that it's about you and God, yeah. whatever it is, God is not always holding a cane and wanting to scold you. Yeah. You know that he's a loving father. Yeah. Yes, Father, I know I wanted to do it by 12, but I missed it by 11. But I know that your grace is sufficient. I go again tomorrow. So I yeah. think that's my angle for it. Yeah. No, I think that's a really important point, isn't it? Is that we're not getting into comparison and fasting. It's not like, oh, Nikki managed 10 days. Oh, I only managed like half a day or something. You know, we don't, we don't do that. We're just like, God, you know, thank you that I did did what I did. And, um, and I think, you know, one of the shifts that we hopefully will feel is actually an increase in our hunger and our desire for God, and that in itself is worth the fast, isn't it? Okay, I'm coming over to, I'll go to the far group, so you're going to be last, so you're going to have to come up with some great wisdom over there. What, what, what would you, 
<laughs> uh, what would you like to share? What would you like to have? Things you found easy, things you found hard? Um, I just mentioned that I found it easier at the start because I was on holiday. So, of course, I had more time in the fast yeah. to spend reading the Bible and worshipping, which is ideal. Whereas when I went back to work, it was a lot harder <laughs> just in those circumstances. Um, yeah. Anyone else want to comment? Yes, he fought in Nigeria. He did it in Nigeria. Yes, I, I think we realise that in Nigeria you do it a lot. Uh, <laughs> okay, anybody else? So what I've found when I, when I fast, what I tend to do is I've got a little room upstairs, and that's what I call my prayer room or my war room. When I get... When them hunger pounds really hit, it's like, get upstairs, sit down. And that really draws me into the presence of God. And I use I use that time to really, really get close. Brilliant. Thank you, Phil. Anybody Um, as most of you know, I do a lot of intermittent fasting anyway, so I am really, you know, I guess good at fasting. Um, well, I, you know, um, so what I was sharing earlier was, it was more for me for my focus. So because my intermittent fasting is more about health reasons, um, and keeping my weight off, um, so I had to really sort of think about, you know, this is more about fasting for God and not for weight things. So, you know, and I was just sharing that I am. So in that time, I've spent more time doing nothing, um, you know, whilst fasting um, and of lighting a candle. Well, three candles, actually, but in one for the fathers and the Spirit. <laughs> There's a testimony in that, but I'll not go into it in a minute. But anyway, um, yeah, and so just just actually sitting and just focusing on him. Um, and that's been a challenge, but I'm getting really good at it. So, yeah. I think, I think for me, it was getting away from the distractions. I'm really easily distracted by all sorts of things. I really like doing things. So sitting and trying to spend focused time on God, apparently doing nothing, is wasting time. And it just, it's not, um, but it feels good doing it, but it's really hard. I think that one of the things that really struck me, because I, I do most of the cooking in our house, actually, we spend a lot of time, effort and money on food. Now, when we, when we were little this week, because I was doing, I, I was doing the shopping list, I got to like Tuesday, and I went, oh, we're not. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're all blank. And I thought, wow. And when we went shopping to, we went to Lidl, and I was like, wow. <laughs> Tell you what, it's a lot cheaper. You don't buy any food. Um, but for it gets to time. I got so much time back. We spend so much time. And it made me think, I do. You know, I love food, and I like, and I enjoy being in the kitchen, and I like cooking, and I like baking, and everything else. And actually, it takes up way too much of my thought life. It takes up too much of my concentration. 
Because I, I, I did sit there sometimes and think, oh, you know, oh, yeah, what am I, what am I having for tea? Oh, nothing. Oh, yeah, right, okay. Oh, good. But, but that's been a real strong reminder to me that, it, that you know, food can become a god. Food can become an idol. And um, probably at times it has done. So it's, it's been a really useful reminder of that. And I'm a Yorkshireman, so saving some cash is good as well. But, you know. Um, yeah, I, I actually think one of the bigger things it's done is it's shifted us, hasn't it? It's it's created some changes in us and made us aware of our connection with him. And that's really important. And made, made us aware of some issues that we need to deal with in our own life, either self-control around food or other issues. And um, that's really important. It's growing us in holiness. That's really important. Um and, you know, the, the, the prayers and everything else we have done, the things we've been praying for, well, we trust God that he's got those in his hands and we'll, we'll see answers to those in the, in the coming weeks. But I hope what you have done as you sat there, whether you, whether you fasted or not, you've kind of realized this is something that we would just want to be part of our DNA. We just, you know, as a church, we just want it to be part of who, of who we are. So I... Um, I've got a couple of practical tips um, on the next slide, Stuart, if you can pop that up, um, that I thought of, is if you've not fasted, just start with one meal a day. Don't, don't feel like, oh, you know, we're doing 21 days and I, didn't, I haven't done it because I can't do 21 days. Start with one meal a day. I know when my kids were little, I, I struggled with the whole thing that you're making them meals, like, you know, three times a day, and you're not, you're not eating. So I, I found it often I would do like, you know, one meal a day. Um, and certainly when they got to school, that was easier that I would miss my lunchtime and I would use that time to pray. Um, but I would, you know, have breakfast with them and I would have tea with them. And then, you know, I grew up from there. As they got older, it got easier because they were more independent. So I could say to them, you know, today you're going to do tea because, <laughs> you know, whatever. Oh, you know, Stuart and I could do that. Um, so start with, you know, where, you, where you're at and don't. Don't be under condemnation for like, oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not there. I'm, I'm not doing that. Um, start with where you're at. Maybe try having juices and not eating. You know, if if you're if you're like, actually, I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to cope with this. Then you know, juice, you know, juice. Yeah. So you still you still feel the hunger, but you are you are nutritionally still getting something. I mean. Because that's what we talked about, because I wasn't sure whether physically I was going to be able to do a long period of fasting, because I suffer with migraines, and if you know about migraines, actually not eating is not good for you. Um, you're meant to keep a kind of level blood sugar, and so I wasn't sure. Now, it's been amazing, and God has just really helped me to be able to do it, but when I've, in the past, tried to do longer times, I've ended up, like, really ill. Um, so one of the way around it is to juice, and I know when we talked to Randy Clark and... Um, we did an interview with him. That's what he did. He said he did on the longer fast when he did like seven days and 21 days and stuff. Because he, he, he actually juices, um, which I, I know you wouldn't do in Nigeria, but um, I, I think it is about kind of, it still gives you that hunger feeling. It still gives you that kind of focus on, on praying, um, which is really what it's about, isn't it? Um, drink plenty of water. That will stop a lot of, a lot of people, most people, that will stop you getting um, headaches. Um, it's just drink plenty uh, of water. 
and don't stop taking prescribed medication. You know, if you are on medication, it's worth just chatting with your GP saying, you know, I, I want to want to fast. Um, you know, so how would my medication, you know, will it be effective by me not not eating? Um, or is it okay for me to still take it? Now they might be a bit like you're a weirdo, you're wanting to fast, but they should be able to help you with with talking that through. Um, so that's just some practical things um, that you want to, want to think about. But hopefully, over these twenty one days, you know, I hope that you've we'll continue to see some greater breakthrough in signs and wonders. But go on, Wendy. Uh, not the, not the next next one. This one or the next one? The You're welcome. Um, so, we've been praying for these things, the greater breakthrough in signs and wonders, the building, the worship. What do you feel God has been saying to us? So that's the final thing that we're going to talk about um, right now. So I'm going to come with... Uh, yeah, I was just thinking, should we do it in groups? I just think with time, actually, let's just, uh, what do you feel God has been saying? In these three specific areas, but if, if you have anything else that you feel God has been saying, then this is your moment to share with us about the, the three things that we were praying about, seeing greater breakthrough in signs and wonders, building and worship. I did warn you at the beginning I'd be coming to you. So <laughs> don't be shy. Just come up. Go on. <laughs> I did see, I think I mentioned before, but I did see um, whilst I was Stuart, is that my parking as well. And I just, God just gives for the building, for the church, he just gives me images of like a big, big space. Like I think everyone's going to be quite surprised about the size because they're, mm. they're, there's going to be different things. So different rooms and stuff like that. But um, before I saw a vision in worship where I saw Jesus just kind of going around and about and it was just beautiful and he was just there before everyone arrives. Um, and I saw the back of his cloak just like sweeping. I just saw it was beautiful. And then I just see the surprise that you guys particularly are going to be like, oh, when when it actually happens and stuff. And it's going to be much bigger than you expect. We receive that. Absolutely. We, I mean, that's one of the things we'd love is a big space because we, we're, we're outgrowing this, aren't we? Uh, yes, <laughs> definitely with a higher ceiling. Go on. Amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, just to confirm what even you said, because I've already shared with these guys, but I thought just for encouragement for you, like I saw the same thing uh, about a month or two ago. About I had this dream. Um, God shows me a lot of things through dreams, um, and it was like a big sports hall kind of thing, and the sound desk was like huge, um, and it just had everything. Like it was modern, it was techy. And also we had outreach stuff, like uh, it was Steve in the dream came to me and he was like, you need to be on the football route this week. And I'm like, I have to work. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't be on the football. I was like, well, the football outreach needs people. And I was like, that's not, I, I can't, uh, we'll get somebody. But so it was like, even that, we had like uh, the capacity as well to have that, the outreach things as well. Um, so yeah. Wonderful. Thank you, Danielle. Uh, I think for me, it's just about being intentional mm. because um, 
I just have lots of people messaging me, asking me to pray for them in particular situations. But I think being intentional about playing for a building, mm. because God has given us words, and it's be about being intentional to press through until we see something shift. Yeah. So it's the, about intentionality. Yeah. Absolutely. Anybody else feel that God gave them something specific that they'd like to share through about either any of these three topics? For me, it's intentionality, you know, breakthrough signs and wonders, but God's still with us in the humdrum, in the day-to-day. -day. And we need to recognize that. And it's recognizing that he is with us. Yeah. Even though we're not seeing the great breakthroughs yet, we will be. Okay. Thank you. Um, about the building. Every time I think of the building, I don't think of the bricks and mortar. I think of it as it. I did see the door in a, in a dream, or while I was sat there just with the Lord, and I saw a door, and it had open, and the sign would not. I just felt that sign is never going to go. It's not going to be closed. It's going to be open. But like here, we don't get people passing, and I felt a real intensity about the lost more than anything, that they need to be passing it and seeing it constantly. You know, not tucked away, it's seen. And my heart is for the lost. I'm sorry, I want to see them coming in. Even if we don't got carpets, we need the lost. Sorry, but yeah. Amen. Okay, anybody? Anybody else? Final final call? Oh, no? <laughs> I was listening to an old sermon, I think it was Bill, who was saying about um, the point of pressing in for signs and wonders is to seek, seek his face, not his hands. So, you know, we don't, you don't pursue him for what he does, you pursue him for who he is, which obviously has been a point that's been on my mind about this whole thing about hope and what does hope look like, and it looks like him. So I think it's just that reminder. Um, you know, we, we, we want signs and wonders for them, but it's got to be out of love for him. Yeah. So you seek him first. He's the, he's the you know, because what does Jesus say? We know I only do what the Father tells me to do, and I only say what the Father gives me to say. Well, you only know that if you're looking at him. So I think that's been that reminder of, because I often do like, come on, Lord, I want, you know, I want to see the dead raised. I've seen deaf ears open. I've seen eyes open. I've seen people be able to walk. I've seen cancer go. I want to see the dead raised. If we, you said we would. And it's like, yeah, but you've got to look at me. You've got to look at me. You've got to look at me. So. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you all for kind of sharing. Um, and I hope that you found that helpful. I mean, it hasn't been a talk as such. It's really been all of us together um, sharing. But, you know, I, I really would encourage us to um, keep on praying. And, you know, if, you, if you've kind of put your leaflet in the bin because you've thought it's the end, A, it's not. But B, take another one so that you can keep praying for these three, three areas because really until we see them answered, we keep praying. Okay? So why don't we just um, finish with, with prayer and, um, yeah, let's pray right now. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you for what you've been doing among us 
in this 21 days. I thank you that it's not over yet um, and that it won't actually on one level ever be over, that it will sh have shifted us. And I pray that fasting will be just part of who we are, our DNA as Celebrate Church, that we will be a people who choose to focus on you, who choose to kind of fast so that we, our holiness can grow, that choose to fast so that our prayers are amplified, who choose to fast so that we would identify with the poor. Because, God, we want to be a people that represent you well here on earth so that others are attracted to us um, and find out about you, that they come and they taste and see what Celebrate Church is like and they discover you. And so, God, keep our eyes focused on you. And um, for those areas of our life that still need to come into alignment, God, we just ask that through, through our fasting, through our, our prayers, that um, you would help those areas to come into full alignment. Um, so, God, we thank you. We thank you that the bowls in heaven are tipping with the answers to the prayers um, for the things that we've been praying, for the people that we want to see healed, for the situations that we've brought before you for the building, um, and for all the aspects of worship that we prayed about last week and we continue to pray about. So, God, you are amazing, and we love you. You're such a good father, and we delight to do what you ask us to do. Amen.